Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your field of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career, and feel great. Let's get straight into it. I have some good news for you, but before we get to it, let's do some quick math. Before the lockdown, how many hours did you spend on commute, social or work events? That's about 13-15 hours a week for me, I would say, if you exclude weekends. Well, all that time is now yours. I don't know about you, but I strongly believe that personal development is extremely important, both in your career and in your life in general. And working in data means that we're working in an ever-developing environment. There is always something to learn, and it can be really hard sometimes to keep up. With so many of you being furloughed and others like me having won some precious hours, Women in Data have partnered with Purplebeard, a startup that provides digital skills training and apprenticeship to offer the community an access to their commercial courses at a discounted price. This offer will be available until the end of June through womenindata.co.uk. I am joined today by Dimple Kagram, founder of Purplebeard. Hi, good morning, Karen. How are you doing? I'm really good, you? Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, Dimple, I know we have meant to talk about training and development, but before we get to it, I would really, really be interested in hearing about these uh, level two sommelier qualifications you have. Well, I think that's more sort of a, a passion I, I followed because I quite like good wine. And so I, you know, went and did a course and I would eventually like to move up to sort of a diploma level four. But, you know, that's something, I, you know, I'm going to do, but, you know, something quite funny. How many grapes do you think, how many varieties of grapes do you think there are in the world? Oh my God, I, I have absolutely no clue. I think I love wine, but my knowledge stops at red wine, white wine, <laughs> and rosé. No, take, take a guess. Take a guess in the name of maths. Okay, let's call it 500. There are actually 10,170 plus varieties of grapes. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I just thought it would be a fun fact for people to know. <laughs> so yes, so I think, you know, that's about wine. So it's something I'm passionate about, among other things. Oh, that's Karen. really interesting. I, I like it that you, you do some things and you, when you're passionate about something, you just go to it and then go to the extent of taking some qualifications. It's really, really inspiring. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Thanks. So tell me about Purple Beard. Well, what prompted this? I suppose Purple Beard was started last year um, in October 2019. But prior to that, I'd run training companies in the apprenticeship space in learning and development, which I'd sort of built and sold. But I needed to take some time out. So I took some time out before, you know, getting onto this venture. And one of the things that was always at the back of my mind or at the front of my mind rather was 
working in the tech space or working with people get their get their technical skills up to date so i'm quite i'm a bit of a geek so i'm you know interested in neuroscience and data as well so i'm quite interested in that and i thought it'd be really good to offer something to people where they can actually learn and develop themselves because that's how the future is 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 sort of going to look like with a lot of technology jobs agreed yeah. yeah yeah but why is it called purple beard oh that's got a funny story to <laughs> I mean, it now <laughs> <laughs> i mean purple is my favorite color so i'm with you on that but why i think it was just someone who was in my you know an old you know friend he's no longer in my life we were just sitting one evening and we would talk about all of these random ideas we just came up with the name because it was linked to his name as well and purple was my is my favorite color and purple also signifies knowledge and passion so the color means knowledge and passion it's about wisdom and it just you know it just seemed really quirky and random and that's how really purple beard sort of came about but i think it's taken a life of its own in the last 6 months <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so basically you've associated knowledge and passion with your brand, which is all about online courses and then learning new things, which is really great. What accreditations do your courses hold? So we have two basic, we have sort of two aspects to the business. One is apprenticeships, apprenticeships, which is funded. It can either be funded by an employer or by the government or there are online courses and all of them are linked to, so the apprenticeships are very much linked to awarding bodies like British Computer Society, but the online courses, which are more commercial, they're linked to vendor qualifications. So i.e. Microsoft, Dell, different organizations. So what you could do is once you finish the course, uh, you can just go and do the vendor certification exams. Okay. Yeah, but there are also other ways. So, you know, one of the things is that you don't specifically need exams because we can map you across a global framework. Um, that's what differentiates it, which employers actually understand in terms of technical competencies. So I want to talk about the, the importance of learning with you because obviously all your platform is built on learning and then getting new knowledge, etc., cetera, uh, helping people to raise their profile in their career. Why is learning so important to you? I think following on from one of your earlier podcasts, Karen, it's, you know, learning is, I mean, there are, there are a number of benefits of learning, but it's about reinventing ourselves. It's about building our own brand. So, you know, we often look at organizations building their brand, but as individuals, we also need to build our brand. So I think learning becomes really, really important there. But, you know, if we looked at sort of the data, sort of hard facts and figures based on a McKinsey uh, report, you know, there were 133 million new jobs that were going to be created, are supposed to be created by 2022, you know, post-COVID, pre-COVID, sorry. And, you know, most of those jobs are around data analysts, data scientists, software and application developers, you know, social media marketing, because we're more and more kind of going towards a very digitalized world. And COVID has actually brought all of that quite, you know, moved it really forward. I think the other thing about training is that it builds resilience. It's very nourishing. You know, it's nourishing for our, our, our own well-being. And again, you see, if you if you kind of you know, I do quite a lot of research around neuroscience because it's something I'm quite interested in. But, you know, learning builds new neural pathways. 
if you know something by repetition it actually builds neural pathways new neural pathways in our brain which is actually very very good for us our overall well-being so you know learning i think the key points here are it's about building your own personal brand it's about building resilience it's about nourishing our mind body spirit and it's also about being able to sort of transform on a constant basis and building neural pathways yeah i remember on the personal branding thing just over a year ago i I went to a conference with cardlytics but the u.s branch of the business and there was this woman on the stage, I can't remember her name at this stage, but she was amazing and talking about how to build your own brand and why it was important. And I remember everybody was just glued to her lips and then listening to every word she has to say. It's very impressive how these things were. So nowadays you hear a lot about branding, etc. but I feel like it was not as visible, maybe, 10 years ago, well, I definitely did not see it um, 10 years ago. It's great that we are now aware of the fact that we need to work on our personal brand and understand where we want to go, how we want to be perceived and what kind of knowledge we need to to bring with us to, to get to this point of where we want to be. I'm really, really hot on learning, development and especially everything that touches well-being. But uh, as a data analyst, I'm very curious and trying to learn new techniques, etc. But I feel like during these times where we are, our lives is, I want to say on pause, it's not 100% on pause, but there are definitely some areas that have been paused. And it, it feels like now is the best time. So it's one opportunity in a lifetime to actually learn something new and focus on this personal branding that that is so important for our career and for our lives. So you, you mentioned that learning um, creates ne- uh, neuropaths. Neural pathways in our Neural brain. Neural pathways, yeah. yeah. Uh, but is there anything else that it does for you? I think learning learning has so many benefits um you know like red wine has benefits for our heart one glass of red wine has benefits for our heart (laughs) just one glass (laughs) but i think you know learning um learning is about you know it builds resilience like you you know you 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 rightly said it's about building our own brand identity it makes us self-aware about our own strengths our own weaknesses where there are opportunities where we could develop where we could excel and i think this is a really good it's it's a really good opportunity so for instance you know can actually do an apprenticeship employees who are furloughed can do one of the commercial training programs and you know from an employer's perspective employees who are furloughed can do some of these programs it gets them ready for the next four, five, six weeks when they get back into work because they're going to go with a whole boatload of skills that they may need for their job roles. And that's, I suppose, from an employer's perspective. But from an employee's perspective, I think somebody, if you're talking about someone who's been furloughed, and maybe we talk about furloughed workers first and non-furloughed workers second, 
with furloughed workers, I think it gives them that sense of doing something really positive, building themselves, building their brand, building your resilience. It's mentally stimulating. Uh, it's nourishing. And, you know, we're not asking you to uh, research proves, you know, if you, if you look at it, that 30 minutes to one hour of focus concentration every day for the next 21 days will actually give you that boatload of skills that you need, whether it's in Python or SAS or whatever it is in terms of technical skills. And when you, you go back to work, you have kind of created a new brand, brand identity. You've nourished yourself. You've not sort of looked at the, the glass half empty. You've looked at it as half full. You've looked at this as an opportunity to transform and grow and use. So that's what I would say before I start waffling too much, Karen. <laughs> so with, with because you you mentioned the fact that it's benefit there is there are benefits for the employers and also for the employees. Do yeah. do you see that in these difficult times? Do you think employers are going to turn towards investing in their employees' development? I believe so, but most importantly, I've had lots of really positive conversations with uh, companies, with organizations. So I will give you an example. For instance, currently I'm speaking to a internet company who wants to develop some of their help desk, help desk staff who've been furloughed into DevOps engineers. So we're actually looking at putting together a program of learning by the apprenticeship route, because, and again, on, the, on, the, on, on your podcast page, there's going to be lots of information about how apprenticeships work and um, also how employers and employees can take advantage of this, this, this time and the opportunity. So it, that's a real good example of how companies are looking at it and saying, okay, you know, where do we need people in the next two or three years? How can we use this opportunity to develop some of our current resource into what we need? And that's what they're doing. So that's quite an interesting conversation. But I think, you know, a number of other organizations as well, I'm having conversations with them. I'm talking to them, finding out about where is, you know, how do you see what kind of skills will you need over the next three, four, five years? And let's develop some of your staff for that, for the future, really. Let's use this opportunity. And um, going back to, to learning, I was wondering, so, so human beings have a very short span of attention, right? And it's really easy to get distracted and just stop whatever you're doing or not being able to focus. I particularly have this issue and there is also the fact that we've established that in data things move really fast uh, and there is always something new to learn and it can be very easy to deprioritize the learning because maybe you're overwhelmed with the amount of learning that there is out there there are various courses you don't know how to choose a course um, do you have any recommendation on first of all how to stay focused and then how to choose the right course so one thing that works for me is that I schedule in time for my learning in the morning, but I say 20 minutes, yeah? So if you schedule in 20 minutes in your calendar every morning, or, you know, depends on if you're a morning person or an evening person. So I like to do my learning in the morning. So that 20 minutes where instead of scrolling mindlessly on social media, I'm focusing just on learning, 
and making my notes and saying, okay, this is done. I've ticked it off. It actually gives me this really great sense of purpose. And I, you know, I believe that like you rightly said, because our attention spans are so short, you know, I would suggest 20 minutes a day, focus learning every morning, if you're a morning person or, you know, get it out of the way. So look at it and believe you me that 20 minutes every day in 21 days will build quite a lot of, you know, a lot of expertise and a lot of knowledge because, you know, we think, oh, 20 minutes, 20 minutes is a really short time, you know, just to focus. It's micro learning, you know, you learn that and 20 minutes is more likely to change into 30 minutes because if you look at the commercial suite of courses that we have, some of them are really short. So in data, the whole program is about 70 hours. Yeah. So it's really not a very long time. In a couple of weeks, you could get it out of the way, the whole pathway. And how would you choose a course? So I use a Japanese model about looking for anything in life, you know, and, and it's called Ikigai. So it really covers four things, what you love, uh, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, and what you're good at. Yeah, so that's the framework. You know, at Purple Beard, one of the things we've, you know, we like to do is support our learners identify what people identify where they feel they can go to so it's something they can you know call us go to our website things you know we're more than happy to help thank, thank you. you dimple one last thing before we we close the episode what are the hottest courses on your platform at the moment at the moment we would the, the hottest courses for us have been data science data analyst ai and machine learning uh, software development, the full stack software development. So those are kind of doing really, really well. And then there's also, um, you know, some of the DevOps courses that are doing, you know, have started to pick up. But, you know, data, AI and machine learning seem to be in the top, top four. They sort of keep coming up, yeah, because people want to go down that pathway. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's an exciting career, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, there was a, 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 it was interesting because there was, I think, a Harvard Business Review paper that said data scientist is the sexiest job of the 21st century, which is quite interesting. And, you know, I, I, I was laughing about it. But yes, it's, it's a very exciting time. It's a very exciting field. Yeah. It is. Yes. Thank you, Dean Paul. So if the listeners want to find you, where can they find you online? So th there are two ways they can find us via the Women in Data page because we partnered with Women in Data for the data community. They can send me a private a message on LinkedIn. They can also go to our website, which is purplebeard.co.uk. Thank you so much, Dean Paul, for joining me today. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Have a nice day. And you. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you would like to register to the community, all you need to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. It's free and easy. Please feel free to share the link with anyone you think would benefit from being part of the community. You can also follow us on social media, so LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you and have some feedback that will help us enhance the content and bring the guests you want to hear from. Have a great day.